Okay, we're here at the very seedy home of Point Break Dave, whose entire family has left town. Is there any doubt that just the most seedy, disgusting human behavior is being done at this place right now? I really just hope his family isn't covered in plastic somewhere in a shallow grave. I think there's probably things in this house that needed to be covered in plastic last night. Probably the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of buildup, probably. I'm just, so, go ahead. Did you guys have any, any trouble finding it? The directions of just uh, turn off uh, and uh, look for the for- foreclosure sign? That was that was good <laughs> enough for you to find my house. It was the only one in the neighborhood. <laughs> I actually that just, sign in I front followed of the Rent-A-Center van all the way here. <laughs> yeah, it was like a 75-inch TV. <laughs> It pulled out of there. You've got up on the wall here. Yet well, everything else is in complete tatters. Just come back next month and you can see them loading it back into the van. Yeah. Hey, that's that's the way you roll. It was only that's, $7 a week. Surely you could make it a couple of months on that, right? Yeah. Hey, every, everyone pays rent, you know, people that live in apartments. I just happen to decide to pay rent on every furnishing in this house. There you go. So this is, uh, we're at episode eight now. I believe that's That's correct. our appropriate uh, number here. So we've got... We've got Dave back with us, and he's here. Read his house, actually. But Dave was gracious enough to host us. I'm I'm really surprised they let us in Highland Park, but they did. Yeah, we were able to escape our families for the afternoon, which is always a always a highlight. But you know, Dave is here, and he's got his he's got his five finger death punch T-shirt on, and he was finally gracious enough to put on pants after the third time <laughs> that we asked him. So it's great to be over here. Thank you for having us. No problem. This is essentially the summer of George for me, so <laughs> I'm just doing this week is going to be full throttle. Man, I can only imagine. I hate to even speculate, to be honest. I like to speculate. I like to dream, but I know it'll never be a reality for me, yeah. but I like it. Okay. Why, don't you, why don't you tell us how to find you on Twitter, Glenn? I think that's the most depressing need right now. Um, you can find me at 3 underscore 11 Glenn on the, on the Twitter. Still going after Astro's rants? Uh, a little bit. I can't remember. I was trying to draw him offsides a little bit with some Rangers Astros comparisons. He he did not jump at my stance that Ryan Rua was a better player historically than Kevin Bass. But <laughs> may I, it's depending on how old this guy is, he's maybe digging back through trying to figure out who the heck Kevin Bass is. You never know. You can find me at Tommy two underscore zero on Twitter. Dave? And uh, yes, uh, Point Break underscore Dave. Is my Twitter. It wouldn't be our show if there wasn't at least one underscore yeah. involved. Or having to look at your phone to figure out what the what the handle is. Would would Dave, would you consider your Twitter feed to be a low content feed right now? Um yeah, I I don't think I've uh tweeted since uh contrasting how much better Kimbo Slice was than Muhammad Ali, which um drew drew a few people in. Are you gonna then, stick with that? I, it, well, it drew one guy in in particular <laughs> And he had a really like serious sports retort of, no, there's no way. Ali was adored by millions around the world. And I think our response was more or less like, really? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Well, Kimbo Slice's YouTube videos have been seen by millions and well, probably given yeah. the thumbs up like by millions. Well, I don't think the guy that responded is probably, well, beyond using Twitter, he's probably not that familiar with the internet. I would agree. And I think I'm pretty sure Kimbo Slice has a better win record than Muhammad Ali. You know, that, of course, he was, he was fighting homeless people for much of his career. Yeah. I, I gave up on that guy 
when he first got into MMA, and it wasn't a UFC, it was some other spinoff organization or whatever. He was on the UFC reality show. Yeah. But this was like a primetime Saturday night. I think it was on Fox because oh, like they were trying to get into this. Or something like that. Something like that. Okay. And like, it was like sh- strike something, strike force fighting or something like that. That may actually be it. Strike Might force be. sounds right. And I, all I recall very vaguely was that he was the main event, but the guy who was supposed to fight like bowed out like really, literally within like 24 hours before the fight. Jose Canseco? So they, no. So they, <laughs> it was Ozzy, who I've met, by the way. That's a separate story I can tell. Well, but, man, let's just make this whole thing be about that. Yeah. Forget the rest of what we had planned. For uh, so anyway, but they, this guy's like a substitute, like last minute fighter. And I remember he came out and I don't remember if he had a pink headband or like pink, whatever the things the ultimate warrior used to wear around his arms. The fringe. Like pink was a big player in this guy. And I, that, it's, I, it's always a big player for me too. Yeah. Not going. Yeah. We're lucky. Uh, and you know, I don't want to judge on appearance, but it is some white dude. I'm like, this guy's going to get slaughtered. And I think he took Kimbo down within like a minute. Oh, no. Kimbo was just knocked out cold. And at that point, I reached up and hit power on my remote. And that's when Kimbo Slice pretty much exited my life until I got the news last week that heart he failure. All of our lives. Heart failure had knocked him out in the first round of life. I'm sure at some point when in his rise to internet fame that he got a call from uh, Vince McMahon and probably should have gone because I think that was his route. Well, he would have followed in the footsteps of Ken Shamrock, Mark Henry. Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott, yeah. Yeah. Long line of people that uh, Vince was able to extend their 15 minutes a little bit. Yeah, wouldn't have been a bad move. So you want me to, the Aussie Canseco story is very, very quick. Oh yeah, I, I feel like if anything, the, if we don't get anything else accomplished today, we need to hear about you meeting Aussie Canseco. Uh, Can I pause real quick? Yeah. I didn't know there was an Aussie Canseco. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only is there Aussie Canseco, they're they're twins, right? That's correct. I, I mean, yes. they're not just brothers who look a lot alike. They are literally twins. So anyway, Aussie Canseco somehow got in on. Uh, he was some sort of co-owner of this company that was contracted with where I work, which is an insurance company. And I can't remember what exactly they did. That is not even the point. But I, I had... Story sounded very made I know. up so far. It's not, not made up at all. And I had heard that he owned this company. That's all I'd heard. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, I know who Ozzy Canseco is, former A's and Cardinals player. I don't know if he played anywhere else. I only remember him being an A, so... Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just kind of heard that, but then I think days, weeks go by and hadn't even thought about it. I go out in the hallway outside our office in our building at the time and we had security. We have to check in before you can like go in to the, you know, get in the actual office. And I turned down the hallway and my first thought is that's not Ozzy Canseco. That's effing Jose Canseco. And I walk all the way up to him and I didn't say, Hey, Jose, I just like introduced myself and he said, Oh, it's very nice to meet you. I'm Ozzy Canseco. And then you did did the coming to America. (laughs) Like when he saw him in the bathroom, that's what you're talking about. I was thinking more of the, uh, oops, I'm sorry. I thought you were somebody else. (laughs) No, I thought you didn't punch him in the stomach when he rounded the corner. (laughs) Dr. King. (laughs) Um, 
No, I just introduced myself like I was going to transition to this conversation that he's Jose, and then I didn't know I didn't have anything planned. It was just going to be something, but he says Ozzy. It just completely threw me off, and I basically just kind of said nice to meet you and panicked and walked away. You should have asked him what he was thinking when that home run ball bounced off his head. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been my best move. But <laughs> that's like a that's like a classic ticket bit, right? Uh, the Wade Boggs, you could have done yeah. that to him. Uh, although, unfortunately, that probably is like a daily occurrence for poor Ozzy. Probably so. And people aren't n- normally doing it as a bit. And then soon after that, he... I pretty much think he was a dullard. I don't know that that's a big surprise that the Consecos aren't real smart. But I would have never guessed. I think he got into this whole company just because he had a little bit of money. And soon thereafter, he was no longer part of their company. So... I would say the biggest surprise there is you using the word dullard. Hey, That's like a go. very old, old word. Hey, you know, I'm fairly gregarious. so I'm still looking up dullard on my phone. I'll put a pin in gregarious for a second. All right. So I think the real one of the real reasons we I gathered uh, us here today, even though Dave gathered us here today, was there was a story a couple weeks ago I really wanted to get you guys' opinions on. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase the story. I'm probably going to mess it up a little bit. But it's been a few weeks. But basically, there's a lady. I think she lived in Detroit. And she came into a little bit of money. I think about $50,000 worth of money. It's more than a little bit. So, and actually, the reason this story first caught my eye is I, um, you can add this to my montage, I bank with Bank of America. And the headline of the story said, Bank of America refuses to give woman uh, access to money in her account or something like that. And so, of course, as a... uh, customer of bank of america i immediately clicked to read the article because what would happen if right suddenly i didn't have access to my hundreds of dollars that i have in the bank exactly of america? exactly yes. some sometime we need to do a whole segment on clickbait headlines like that that really aren't the real story right you mean what happened next just went viral yes all that stuff that's pretty much what we based our whole podcast on i think yeah or 29 <laughs> photos taken at exactly the right time. <laughs> I, bet, never... I bet Dave could probably have done that this week here at his house by himself. <laughs> well, if it's by himself, then I'm not interested. <laughs> Show me a catalog of potential you know, candidates and you might uh, well, give hey, me that's, a click. That's the clickbait. You think that's what you're going to get. Yeah, you just find it's, out. Just, <laughs> it's just 29 photos of it's Dave just, yep. at just the right time. It's just Dave and... <laughs> Getting the ultimate. <laughs> but anyways, so what what ends up happening with this story as I'm reading along is, so this lady inherited $50,000. I think there was a death in the family. And deposits the check in her Bank of America account. And in the first day she deposited the check, I think she withdrew $12,000. And then the next day or the day after, well, she yeah. withdrew eight more thousand dollars in cash. Well, at that point, Bank of America, which... I'm going to say rightfully so, probably suspects there's some type of fraud activity on the account. Well, I think because the amounts were so close to if anything that's withdrawn, tra- I don't know about transferred, but I think withdrawn, funneled through the account that's less than 10000 it's not like automatically flagged. But if you have amounts that are close to it, yeah, it gets. I'm sure it got the attention of their fraud or securities department. I think now, going back to how she got the money... Yeah, there was a death in the family, but it, I think it was there was a death in the family, and did the person that died had received an insurance settlement, and then she got the fifty thousand that way? Perhaps. I think that's I think that's what happened. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's fifty thousand. 
either way. But yeah, there was like seven, eight thousand dollar withdrawal, and about the same amount soon after that. And then she totaled her car, which I guess to get a new car, she actually this is probably the Dave Ramsey part of the story because <laughs> if I say fifty thousand minus fifteen, she's got thirty five, and there she totals her car. She only got another five thousand out to get another car. So that sounds like a used car. I, I which mean, is right in the financial peace university plan. So that's a that's an A plus there for money management. Um But then she's telling this reporter her sob story and she says, It's only a couple of days and my rent is due and I don't know how I'm gonna pay it because Bank of America has my account locked. Well, I mean But she just got out like Fifteen thousand yeah. dollars in cash. Where where did that go in two days? Okay, so we just credited one side. We probably just debited the other because it's a used car. But she probably just went and bought an entire rent a center, basically. <laughs> with you the can't other rent a center, so well, you can only rent a rent a center. Yeah, it is kind of a ironic statement. Oh, I was hoping for a bigger word than ironic out of you. Mm. Me too. We're uh, working on it. I will say, I think. Um, I think the big flag that gets the bank whatever software to flag it is when you deposit a large sum and then quickly start withdrawing it because that looks real suspicious because I think in many cases, you know, there's clearing time after a big deposit um, that the bank wants the money to kind of sit there so they can make sure everything's yeah. uh, everything's correct. So and if, if you just put it in and immediately take it all out, it looks like... Looks like there's some kind of fraud. You're doing or something. everything you can to get as much of it out in cash before they realize the check's not good. That's exactly what you're right. Exactly. Yeah. But it got me, it got me thinking. So so obviously, just reading the story, it didn't sound like things were going particularly well for this individual. She comes into a bit of money, fifty thousand dollars within probably two or three days of the check sitting in her bank. She's withdrawn well over twenty percent of the money. Is there any doubt within? Two more weeks had the bank not stepped in, she would have been completely broke over fifty thousand dollars. Uh, who knows? They probably did her a favor. Uh, possibly. I mean, reading the details of the story, and I think this was her version of it. And this is where I, when I read it, and I think here's the moment where things went really went awry. And I don't know if it would have changed, but like she goes to the bank, they indicate her account has been flagged. And then the person, I, there's probably like a protocol for the employees there to run through as far as, as far as asking questions on, you know, blah, 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 your, how, how did the money get there or whatever. And my first thought was, does it change things if she goes, well, here's what happened. My brother, John, got an insurance settlement because somebody ran him over with, their tractor, and then he recently passed away, and I inherited exactly $50,000 as a result of that death. I put that in my account. I owed whatever on this, that, or the other, and I wanted to go ahead and pay that off. And then I told my car I needed there another 5000 There wasn't 5, no, I want to pay that off going on in this situation, I'm just saying, sir. I'm just saying, the alternative as to, from the, the, the article, was the response was basically, it's none of your business, why I'm pulling the, how I got this money, while I'm pulling it out. And while I kind of get that point, I, that's a stance you can reasonably take because is it the bank's business, how I get my money or what I'm pulling out of my account to use it for? No, but to calm the situation, just to 
be forthright and honest. Forthright, it's a pretty big word. Yeah. Does that dissolve this whole situation at all? Maybe, but it's a. I mean, it, it's still a situation where you know what the bank, the people at the yeah. bank are thinking, and you know what they're thinking. And can I also step in and say I just gave, and this is, oh boy, hold yeah, on. everybody, prepare, hold on to your seats. Should we pause and click save now? So uh, just, mark the time so, yeah, so we can this jump as its later. Own standalone show. I just gave a very farmers branch solution to what might be a Detroit problem. <sighs> I'm not even going to respond to that. Let, let me say this, and I, I, I'm with you, Glenn. On sometimes, you know, in you can just answer questions. You can just be uh be uh, very uh, cordial about it. I was withdrawing, and it wasn't twelve thousand dollars, but I went to my bank not too long ago and got some cash out because I had some uh, landscaping work being done that I was going to pay in cash. Um, because now let me ask you this: Why would you have to pay a landscaper in cash? Because actually, the um, the angle you're going was not the case. It was actually a, a very probably Trump supporter type person that was very uh-huh. anti-government. Well, if we just <laughs> I'm offended, that, we just have Chinese left. And we've... Well, I'm offended that you assumed I was going any angle. I was just legitimately asking why you would pay a landscaper in cash. I don't understand. But the bank, because. It's uh, rare that I just get large sums of cash out. Asked like, "Oh, you know, what's what's this for?" And I said, "Hey, you know, I have some work being done at my house, and I'm getting it out to pay them." And honestly, I I thought it was kind of weird they asked, but I didn't take offense because if someone was, you know, whatever trying to defraud my account, maybe. You would Their want them to be as good, questions. and yeah. they would somehow flag, or they might say it's none of your business, or yeah. drugs. I don't know. Oh, they would say that. <laughs> seems like an <laughs> seems like an odd response. <laughs> Honest. So, do we know how this thing turned out? I mean, does she have her money? Because I think well, she, we know how it's ultimately going to turn well, out. Well, but I mean, uh, you know, she's going to have zero dollars in her bank is account. Is the account balance currently at you know thirty grand, and she's able to access the money? Do we ever get any resolution to it? No, but I can go ahead and tell you how the story ends. As soon as she has access to the money, within two weeks, it'll be all gone. Hmm. Well, but that, but, that, but I, like that—that that takes us into where I wanted to head with this okay. conversation, which is the first time that you came up into. A large sum of money and i'm not talking about life-changing money but the first time you got a little extra money you got a bonus at your first job you won a few thousand bucks in a gambling transaction do you do you remember what you did i mean do you do you know what you did and was it any wiser or no. okay <laughs> no uh i never came into any large sums of money before adulthood well that's fine okay. i mean this person was an adult yeah. No, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind was getting out of school and first job. And uh, this is kind of a double-edged sto- story. So first off, before, you know, start date, you have orientation with HR, you're doing all this paperwork, benefits and everything. And part of that is you sign up for direct deposit. Great idea. You know, who wants a physical check? Nobody. Uh but I, being a dumb kid right out of college, didn't read all the fine print and didn't notice that there's like a lag time that I would work there for like at least two pay periods before the direct deposit would kick in. Would they give you a physical check? They gave me a physical okay, check, okay. but they used to, we used to get statements anyway, even if it direct deposit. I didn't know if it was just going to all yeah. roll into that first deposit and you were going to no, 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 float no. until then. No, 
No, what happened was I got these checks thinking that they were just statements and the money was in my account. And fortunately, I didn't throw them away or tear them up. I just they were real them, checks. Yeah, they were real <laughs> checks. And I just threw them beside – I was – Actually, this was the time I was commuting from my uh, my parents' house, like the first month that I was working. They were I just threw them in my room. They were just next to my bed on the floor. And until I checked my account balance, I was like, well, I should have this amount of money in there. And it was like $23. Like, what's going on? And it finally dawned on me. So anyway, but coming into enough money that I hadn't had before, the first thing I did is probably the dumbest thing you can do. I got enough money where I could put a down payment on a brand new truck. Oh, yes. So I bought an asset that would depreciate by 30%. Brand new? Yeah, oh, yeah. Perfect. Brand new. It had like six miles on it, and I think three or four of those were my test drive. I mean, it was like as brand new as you could get. And actually, what is today? The 18th? It is. It's June 18th. I don't like to really constrain this podcast to time periods, but okay, you can go ahead and but, uh, but there's a point pull the curtain to me, back if you want to. There's a point to me saying that is exactly 12 years ago today, I totaled that truck <laughs> oh, wow. in an accident that I had on the way to DFW Airport going on a family vacation. Man, so you were just making it rain all... So did you take a bath on the uh, accident? Um, it, we had to... It was 50-50. Everybody paid for their own deal. Okay. okay. So the other part of that is uh, the police show up, did the police report, do all that kind of stuff. And um, they take me to the terminal. First, they call the airline and get us to uh, <laughs> the police call and keep the airline from taking off. And the police then, can do that? Yeah, apparently. Interesting. And then me and the wife roll up in the. It was the only time I've ever been in the back of a police car. Shocking. Um, they yeah. They roll up and drop us off right at the right at the gate. Wow. So it was uh yeah twelve years ago today. So what did the other passengers think when they delay the <laughs> delay the plane and not real concerned? <laughs> in walks you and they're all like this guy. To, to be honest. Uh, it was pretty. It was a pretty high impact collision that I'm very surprised that I came out of it with nothing more than just like aches and pains. I'm kind of surprised you would want to just get right on a plane because that's like the worst place to be if you have start having brain bleeding after yeah, your accident. It wasn't. I I don't know. I felt fine. I was pulling because uh, all the glass and everything shattered. Not the windshield, but the windows on the driver's side. I was and they break in those little bitty pieces. I was pulling those pieces out of my arms, and somehow I had one in my foot. I was wearing a shoe with socks on, and I pulled one of them out of my foot like the next morning. So, so what had the plane pushed back from the gate before you were ordering cocktails on that flight? <laughs> uh, it, that was a that was a stressful day, and then, but it, it evened out because the place we were flying was Hawaii, so. By the time we wow. took off, and I had gotten in contact with my insurance and stuff, like real, like literally right as we we're about to take off, I'm like, I have to, you know, hang up the phone because you know the air marshal has a gun to my head, um, and and they were, and I was like, I'm going on vacation, and they're like, where are you going, Hawaii? And I was like, you know what, I'll just give you a call while I'm there. We'll do a whole statement and all that. So I my statement to my claims adjuster was on like this oceanfront balcony in Hawaii. Wow. Yeah. I'm constantly amazed at the life of affluence you lead. Yeah. Hey, and tomorrow's the 19th. You know what that is? 
Father's Day. And Juneteenth. Look at this guy. Check that off the list. Uh, it's Dirk's birthday. It is Dirk's birthday. And it is also Juneteenth. And Father's Day. So rank rank tomorrow's holidays out of those three. Well, Dirk's clearly number one. All right. We can just stop there probably. <laughs> we that, probably should. That was actually the right answer as well. So I'm still time frame. How do you wreck your car, deal with all that situation, and then still, like, did they have to delay the plane, like, hours? No, it... Okay, the the fortunate thing is this happened, like, right outside the airport. So you basically just tossed your keys, told the person in the accident, mahalo, and walked (laughs) off to Hawaii. Well, (laughs) they were... The guy that that hit me, um, when we got out of our truck... Uh, no, it was basically a T-bone. I was making a U-turn, and he came over, came over this hill. What? Yeah, and uh, I even hesitated there. He drove over this hill, and I'm making a U-turn, and he basically panicked. He didn't think I'd be making a U-turn there, which it wasn't illegal, but that's why we split it because it was an ill-advised place. It was place. frowned upon? Yeah, but it wasn't illegal, so they wouldn't just pin it on me. But anyway, he panics, but instead of panicking and just turning to the right, and going like right lane, right shoulder around me, he panics and turns to the left, like right into me. Like when I turned, oh my gosh, I turn and you know, you're you know, you look at what you're doing, and you make a U turn, you start to turn, look the other way, like there's an avalanche coming at me. That's the kind of vehicle it was, not, not like a, not a literal avalanche, yeah, an avalanche driving towards me at a high rate of speed, and he just slammed on his brakes. And I thought I really thought my last words on this earth were going to be OS, because that's what I said. Uh, and, but I lived, and I'm still here, and doing a podcast, so it all worked out. So and you got to go to Hawaii. And I got to go to Hawaii. So it's safe to say you could have benefited from someone telling you where to turn? Yeah, that would have... Actually, that is a uh, an exact direct fact. And the only <laughs> problem was... The parking lot we went to was full, so we like circled back around, and then I missed the part where you needed to do your U-turn, and then the next it was like around a median, but there was no sign that said no U-turn, so I'm not admitting fault. Even 12 years later, <laughs> the guy hit me is probably not alive. Anyway, what I was going to talk about him was... If he's listening, though, you're not admitting fault. If he's one of the 40, statute of limitations is way gone by now. That's I could have killed him, and it wouldn't have mattered. Uh... He was acting like he was having a heart attack when we went to check on him. Well, at least he wasn't getting on a plane. Yeah. But he was, I think if you're having a heart attack, you grab your left arm. Is that right? Oh, no. He grabbed the wrong he arm. He was grabbing the wrong arm. Because my wife went to check on him, and he was saying a heart She's trying to calm him down. And I'm like, is he okay? And she turns around. She's like, yeah, he's fine. He's grabbing the wrong side. He's not having a heart attack. And I was like, all right, let's go get our stuff. <laughs> this guy, you know, he can take care of himself. As it were. Yeah. Okay, I, I've sidetracked us like 12 times already. That's okay. So. That's okay. It's, it's free form. What about you, Point Break Dave? You ever come into much money? Um, you know, I never had like the big, uh, big lump sum. I think I made a similar bad decision of um, I had a job, but my, uh, my wife was in graduate school. And then when she finally... Uh, well... <laughs> That's wow. how he lives in this house. <laughs> That's how you get to Highland Park. Graduate school was involved. So someone had to do it, and it wasn't going to be me. No, there's no way. Um, read at a ninth grade level. <laughs> but she, uh, when she graduated and uh, got her first job, you know, then we weren't 
weren't paying for her school and she would uh, she was earning money. I went out. It wasn't brand new, but it was uh, a very barely used um, car that was much higher end than what I should have been buying. Oh, I thought he was going to big time my truck there for a second. <laughs> no. It was nicer than his truck. Uh, I, I, there's no question about truck, that. Trucks are expensive. Um, I will say that just, let's put it this way. It was, I skipped about f- four different tiers in the car progression. <laughs> And that that was a mistake. Straight was, to the top. It was uh, I mean it's it's uh it's good now, but it was definitely one where you look back when you have a little uh, more uh, a little, years, a little more perspective, yeah, and you're like, that was a big purchase to make right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. What about you? I did the same thing uh, as uh, Glenn and you. I I got my first job, and before my first paycheck had been. Handed across the desk, I was standing in uh, the uh, new car lot yep. buying a brand new pickup truck. Do you have to get somebody to co-sign for oh, the yeah. loan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 another another funny thing, looking back, is they uh, they would they would split your payment where you could pay yeah. half on the first of the month and half in the middle of the month. So to make it a little bit easier to spread out, I guess it you know so you could literally you know every right. time you get right. paid a little bit would come out. Yeah. So for the first six months, I had that truck. <laughs> Let's think about it. Let those words hang. I just said for a minute. <laughs> just sometimes, a little sometimes bit. just a little bit comes out. Yeah. yeah just go. But for the cars. first for the first for the first six months that I had the vehicle, they uh, they only deducted it on the first check of the month, and since so I was basically paying half a car payment a month, mm, nice. and uh, I was too dumb to realize it. And yeah. then got a little note from the uh, credit union, yeah. uh, and they said, "Hey, you're behind on your payments." And I said, "Well, what do you mean? I have direct deposit or you know direct draft set up." They went in and looked <laughs> at it and said, uh, "Oh yeah, sorry, that was our fault. So your next payment, we're going to be taking out you know the equivalent of yeah. basically six or three full car payments, six half payments." Did you have a pile of checks you had thrown <laughs> next to your bed that you were able to cash at that point? No, but I I, rem- I remember that 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 uh, six months into my li- life as an employed human being, that 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 uh, big car payment hit literally uh, took me down to yeah. uh, the two figures of my bank account for about uh, a full month straight. Yeah, that's a tough one. Has anyone uh, ever had the the bank balance negative? Uh, no, not maybe like in high school. I think I might have in high school or college. Not yeah. not any time where I was no. even really. I mean, this is back when my parents were still putting money in there. This right. Was, since employed, no. I definitely did it in college and uh, had the. I don't remember what it was, but I paid something, and didn't realize that 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 put me negative. Mm. And you know, of course, you know I wasn't checking my account daily. I just had in my head I have this much. And made the the big mistake of, you know, that was the week. Like, oh, let's go to Taco Bueno a few times. And every one of those charges yeah. pings your you know, yeah. overdraft right. or whatever. And then, so yeah. So you're getting like a $25 yeah. penalty on a For $4 oh, yeah. charge. It was bad. It was <laughs> bad investment. Every Mexican dips and chips uh, was costing you $25. But I, I remember one of the funniest things about it um, was I finally realized it. And, you know, I was... I was, you know, a few hundred dollars negative because of all yeah. the, the penalties. And we were walking across campus, me and my roommate, and there was one of those, like, uh, credit card where you, they try to give you, like, a free T-shirt right. or something to get. 
And the, we're walking by, and the guy's like, come here. And we're like, no. He's like, I got a free T-shirt. And my roommate goes, well, he can't afford free. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad line. Not a bad line at all. Do you ever uh, Did you ever sign up for any of those where you get T-shirts and stuff? But, but okay, so the real part of my question is, did you ever sign up at any of those but then just give fake information? Yeah. Absolutely. And the uh, U.S. Army has several fake pieces of information. And did you ever have one that takes your fake information, then looks at it, then asks you a question about what you just put down? I've never even heard that's possible. That happened to me a very awkward moment at Reunion Arena before a Mavericks game. They were just giving away Mavs t-shirts, and I don't know who it was. You I'm sure know. it was MasterCard. Probably so. And I guess they had trained their folks, or this this girl just did the the most amazing bit ever. Like I filled this out. I used like a guy I went to high school with as the name, just put, just <laughs> made up a town. <laughs> no. And then I think you, was it your social security number or your date of birth? It was one of the two that I just made up something and just didn't even think about it or whatever. And then she looked at it and she was like, Oh yeah, what's your date of birth? And I'm just completely blank. And I literally just kind of looked at her for five seconds and then just kind of failed, smiled and just walked away. <laughs> With no T-shirt. Is it because you put your social down as six nine six nine six nine? <laughs> yeah. I, I I think they know that one. Yeah, six. How I many? That nine. Yeah, it's nine digits. Yeah. It was it was three pairs of six nines followed by six six six. <laughs> she got to that point. She's like, "This is fake, sir." Oh, that's great. No, I I uh, I was at the state fair one time, and the army was out there wanting to see how many pull-ups you could do. <laughs> You okay. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before that, too. That is a good bit. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but tough deal for my friend Brian because uh, he had an army recruiter calling him the next day. <laughs> the, those, I mean, those guys pestered me at uh, you know junior, senior year of high school. They, they can do a lot come of to the school, by the way. Yeah, a lot. Come to the school and like get your information, I guess, through the school. I, mean, I guess you have to register, so anyway, well, so yeah, they have it that service. way. I mean, yeah, they... so I guess they have it that way. But I just remember them being like super persistent, super nice, but super persistent. Let me just come. I want to come by the house and we'll just visit or whatever. And like I, you know, you guys can't imagine this. I was super laid back in high school, so I would tell them no, but just be like, no, you know, I'm just really not interested. I'm kind of more interested in this. Uh, Joe Montana football game that I'm playing right now and, you know, going to serve somewhere. You're, you don't want me. I have never made my bed in my life. I'm not going to be a good soldier. But they, like, wouldn't let it go. And then finally, it was actually my mom. She walked in. She's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, that's the Army recruiter. She just grabs the phone and just basically says, he's not interested. Don't ever call here again. And just slams the phone. It's like, that's, like, probably her top moment other than giving birth to me. <laughs> wow. It's not making America great again. Though. No. You know, sometimes freedom isn't free. Like I said, I'm not the guy to do that. There are plenty of great, heroic individuals out there. None of those are me. I always find the guys, because I've also run into the uh, pull-up guys at the fair, and it's always funny because they, you know, are, I mean, they're nice, but they're somewhat goading you into, like, coming over and doing pull-ups with them. Yeah. And it's always funny because I'm three beers and four funnel cakes into the day <laughs> and they're trying to get me to do pull-ups when it's 110 degrees and I'm like I don't understand how this is a recruiting because now you're like hey come, come and you can do this every day 
It's like, I'd rather just sit here. Or, and, hey, come show us something you're really not good at, yeah. and then we'll sign you up yeah. to be on our team. Yeah, or you can get over there and, and do it, but you you don't do the pull-ups in the exact form that is desired. Yes. You don't lock out the elbows where your elbows will come out of place, therefore they don't count. I, I think that they say that to everybody because I was doing the correct form. I promise you. Yeah. I promise you. I and they're just doing bits on everybody? Oh, they told me I had zero when I was done. Yeah, I've had that and did however many, and they were like, that was nine, and I just kind of look at the guy like, "Are you are you new to this country and the way that we tabulate, you know, and add numbers together?" And he was like, "Yeah, those others just don't count." And then you know, just whatever. I don't need your effing Marine shirt. Then did you just throw out like, "So, uh, is it common that we get over and ISIS wants to do pull up contests? Because shouldn't you guys be doing some kind of markmanship over here? Let's let's start with that." I just want to be clear, that was not me laughing. Uh, that was... Uh, that was Point Break Dave. Yeah, to Point all the military Break out there. Dave, uh, if you want to look him up on Twitter. Golly. I'm just saying, I think I don't think there's a lot of... That's not how we're, we're winning the war on terror, is we each pick one guy to do a pull-up contest. <laughs> so how was the Trump rally, by the way? I was not at the Trump rally, sir. You were not? No. Did, did you hear that it was at Gillies? And did you hear that the audio about um, they have like the mechanical bull and he kept referring to it as a horse <laughs> over and over? He's like, they're trying to get me on that horse over there. They're going to get me on that horse. I'm like, to be fair, it's really just a saddle on a pneumatic. Yes, but the term, there's no mechanical bull is a common term for what that device is. It's not ever known as a mechanical giraffe. I'm not going to sit here and let you defame my presidential candidate. Man, F that guy. There may be a mechanical horse, but it's probably a very different device. Let me just say that. Let me just, let me just say that's a rabbit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to be a Chinese level of dumb to vote for Donald Trump. Okay. There we go. Everybody's uh, taken care of. We'll be editing we did that. it. We'll be editing that out. I would, I would drop my mic, but it makes too much background noise. That's fine.